All of you listeners of this great station, I trust you had a beautiful holidays. Now, the beginning of a new year. Now we have to really reinforce ourselves and try to listen to as much Torah as possible. Uh, this is Rabbi Albas from SLC. I want to talk about the parasha we read yesterday, parasha Bereshit. The parasha starts, Bereshit bara Elohim et ha-shamayim aretz The very beginning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he created the heavens and the earth. And he goes through the creation. We cannot possibly fathom the huge, the immense power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who created all this universe. Are we talking about millions of galaxies, billions of stars, billions of planets, and all these are interacting together in a very, very nice way. Even scientists cannot comprehend the extent of creation. It's so huge that one of the biggest uh, telescopes, which is in Mount Palomar, California, they could see billions of miles away, and there's no end. Because Hashem's power is infinite. We can't understand something that is infinite. The question is, you look at the description of creation in the Torah. And it's about 31 pesukim. That's it, 31 pesukim. Now, on the other hand, if you look at the sin of Adam... And Hava, 24 Pesukim, 24 Pesukim. A whole creation is 31 Pesukim. And a sin between a couple takes 24 Pesukim. What does that mean? And the, the, the case between Cain and Hebel, 16 Pesukim. What's the idea behind it? Why? The Torah is so brief when it comes to the creation. And then, when it comes to a sin between two people, it, it really gives us the details of it. Think of it like this. Let's say a king who had six children. And when he passed away, he left them a huge mansion. Huge mansion. Their task now is not how their father built it. That's already done. The task is how to share the mansion between them and how to live together in peace and harmony. Hashem left us a huge earth here with six billion people now. Our job is not to figure out how it came about, our job is somehow to see how we can live together in friendship and brotherhood. Reason why the Torah is so brief about creation and so many details about the sins, because 
the Torah is not supposed to be a set of specifications on how the world is built. That's not the, that's not the aim of the Torah. That's not it. The Torah here is to show us how to behave in this world, how to live together and accept to be kind to our fellow men so we can live all happily. That's why the Torah emphasizes the idea of the sin. You see, there are passages in the Torah that shows good behavior, like by Abu Tanoa And there are passages in the Torah that shows opposite behavior. Why? The Torah is telling us, look, you learn from the good ones and you stay away from the bad ones. Now, let's look at the extent of the sin of Adam Hava. I'll explain it to the following way. There's a Mishnah in Pirkei Avot that says like this, Rabbi El-Ezer HaKafar Omer, Hakin'ah, jealousy, ta'ava, great desire, lust, akavod, honor, and glory, motzi'in et adam mina'onam. It causes people premature death. No good. Jealousy? Jealousy can cause murder. We've seen it with Cain and Haver. We almost happened with Yosef and his brothers. All these three things actually have happened during this sin of Adam and Hava. Let me explain that. What about, let's talk each one separately. Kabod. What happened? The snake came over and he told Hava, you know what? Why don't you eat from here? You know? Eat from it. No, no, we, we can't. Hashem told us not to eat. We can't eat. No good. <laughs> no, no. The snake says, you know, I told you not to eat because he doesn't want you, God forbid, to be like him. You're she says. Oh, you're going to be, you know, very, very uh, intelligent and be able to even create worlds. That's why. Oh. So they say, thinking themselves, wait a minute, tremendous kavode, tremendous glory here. We're going to be, God forbid, almost almost like God. That's the kavod part of it. What about the ta'ava? It says specifically in the Torah, she saw that this tree was excellent, very nice to eat. It was a, there was a, a great desire. There's ta'ava involved. What about the kinah? Oh, you know how the kinah happened? You have to look into Rashi to find out. Rashi tells us that she was worried that maybe she's going to die if she eats that. And if she's going to die, then her husband is going to marry a different person, a different woman. She was jealous about that, so she gave to him also to eat. Kinah. Kavod, you have ta'ava, you have kinah. All in this one sin here. It's Rabbutai. So, this is, this is the idea behind all this 
passages that talk about sometimes good behavior, sometimes bad behavior. Because that is the aim, that is the objective of the Torah, is to show us the right way, the right path, have good midot, that is the whole purpose of the Torah. In fact, the Ramban says that the whole story of uh, Avraham Avinu, Yaakov Avinu, Shak Avinu, Yosef, all this is, is, is only like a, a, a prerequisite to the real thing, which is the actual Torah, which comes in in Sefer Shemot. He says, you can't possibly just go ahead and learn the mitzvot, go do the mitzvot without having good midot first. Improve the midot. Then go on Kabbalat Torah. That's the reason. We have, between Pesach and Shavuot, we're in Pirkei Avot. What do you mean Pirkei Avot? Only then. Why? Why then? Because Shavuot is Matan Torah. We are receiving the Torah again every Shavuot. So to prepare for it, we Pirkei Avot. What Pirkei Avot do? Improve our behavior. That's what it's all about, Pirkei Avot. First you have to improve your behavior. And then, then you're ready to receive the Torah. A big Tamit, I don't care how big a Tamit Hakam is. If God forbid he has Midot Raot, to me it's not worth anything. You have, you have to show, the whole purpose of the Torah is to create in us good Midot. Now, we see one thing here about the, um, the sin of Adam Arishon. Many of the they ask, wait a minute. Rashi tells us specifically that when it says, Loit Boshashu, they weren't ashamed, like they were naked, they were not ashamed. He says, Shilo They didn't have this idea of uh, differentiating between good and evil. Lo natan bo yeserara. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not give yeserara at the beginning to Adam Chava. When did he get the yeserara? When? After he ate from the etzad da'atovara. That's when he got this. Before that, it was only yeseratov. So in that case, I mean, how could he possibly sin? How could he sin? If all he has is yeseratov, how come... Somehow, he did sin. What happened? You know, I mean, he was like a, like a robot, a, like the sun and the moon. They don't ask questions. The sun shines. The moon comes in at night. And that's it. It does precisely what Hashem wants. So how come he sinned? Rab Shalom Shalom was a, a Magid, and he's famous for all the parables and stories that he has. He said the following once. He said like this. One time, as he was giving shiurim during the week, and there was someone that, uh, one of his talmidim, that really came pretty much, you know, all the time he came to the shiurim. Then all of a sudden, one time, he doesn't show up. I feel, okay, he doesn't show up once. Uh, maybe he's not feeling well. What a, maybe he's got some emergency. Doesn't show up again, second time, and the third time. Well, now, he's not going. He's not showing up three times in 
in a row something, maybe something wrong. So he goes to, uh, to visit him. He knocks at the door, and the Talmud opens the door. He sees his, you know, his rabbi, and of course he was uh, uh, very elated, uh, very happy the rabbi came to visit him. But uh, he was okay. There was nothing wrong with him. So Rabbi Schwartz asked him, tell me, you know, I, how come you don't come to the shul? Say well, I, you know, like he was, he was, he was uh, a little shy. Was ashamed to to tell him the reason. So go ahead, you can talk to me, no problem. Talk, tell me. Well, you know, the the finals in a soccer game are going. He's a you know a fan of soccer. You know what soccer is in in, in Europe? They call it football. Here, football is something else. But soccer is kadurregel. So he says, oh, I see. So you know, Kadurregel. So he was uh, he was involved with that. He was a fan of it. So he had to follow it up. So Rabbi Yeshuaden said, he said, to him, you know, let me ask you a question. How do, how does uh, how does this game go? What how, how do people how do people play this game? So he explains to them, you know, there's one team on one side, one team on the other side. And they kick the ball over their feet, this and that, that. And the, uh, the the objective, the main thing is to kick the ball and it goes inside the goalie over there, that big basket that they have. That's 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 the that's the objective. Say, so, oh, you mean the main thing is just to kick the ball inside that, that big net over there? So yeah. So he says to him, then then if that's the whole thing. Why don't you go at night yourself when there's nobody there and kick the ball all you want and it's going to go into the net? Hey, big hero. He says, no, 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 Rabbi, that's not what it is. No, you have to understand, Rabbi. This game here, it has to be a challenge to it. It's when you have a team against another team and now one is challenging the other and they're fighting each other to get that 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 uh, the ball going into the net. That's the whole thing. If there's no challenge, there's no win. There's, there's nothing. So the rabbi says to him, "You see, look what you're saying. You you used to come to me all the time. There was no challenge. Now there is a challenge. You love the sucker, right? You love it." It's a challenge. You have that desire to go always into that game. Now is the time to come to the show when there's a challenge. When there's no challenge, it's just no big deal. So he understood. He realized that what he was doing was not right. So we, here's what happened here. The snake was trying to uh, uh, rationalize or to give some kind of a hishbun understanding with Adam Arishon. He says to Adam Arishon, look, until now, all you have is a seratov. All you have is a seratov. Okay, if you have a seratov, whatever you do, eh, I get much reward for that. You got a robot. There's no, there's no way that you can sin. But if you eat from Esadatov, ah, 
And now you get the Yisrara. Now you have a challenge. Now you have to fight the Yisrara. And you fight the Yisrara. There's a bigger Kiddush Hashem. Bigger Kiddush Hashem. Because you're fighting the Yisrara. Ah. So they start making Hishbunot now. Then, then they start to rationalize. Okay, Adam Arishon, he fell for it. He fell for the Hishbun. <laughs> it looks, looks good. Why not? That's how he said. But Rabbutai, we know one thing. When Hashem tells us to do something, it's absolute. You don't rationalize. You don't, you, you don't go into logics. This is what it is that we you don't that's what it is, that's it. I mean Sha'ula Melech made that mistake too. Sha'ula Melech. He told him go annihilate all Amalek with the behemoth, with everything. Well, he didn't do that. Okay, he, he maybe he did ninety percent of it, but he he left some of the animals he left. So this man why he rationalized, oh uh, this animal I it gonna be as a korbanot for a kadosh baruch wait a minute, that's not what Hashem wants. He didn't want the korbanot. He wanted you to eliminate everything. Agag, the king. How come you bring him here? He made cheshbon. Shlomo Amelech made the cheshbon too. That's one of the mistakes. Say, lo yarbelu nashim. A king should not have too many women. Well, he said, me. I know, I, I'm the wisest man. You know, who, who's, who's, who could be wiser than uh, Shlomo HaMelech? That's not going to happen to me. It did happen to him. We don't make cheshbonot. When Hashem says this is a mitzvah, that's how you do it, it becomes absolute. Otherwise, hey, there are many, there are many, there are many things you can rationalize. Many things. We don't do that. In Mahshima, the uh, the Nazis, they used human beings for scientific research. They rationalized. You know what? Hey, it's for the benefit of humankind. <laughs> yes, for the benefit of people. What do you mean? Using human people? In Mahshima, we can't rationalize Whatever Hashem tells us to do, it's going to be something absolute. And we have to actually do exactly as it is. Now, when look at the sin of Cain and Hevel, now we looked at the sin of Adam and Hava. As we said, the, the main objective of the Torah is to tell us not the creation of the world, as far as I'm concerned, if the Torah told her one pasuk, Bereshit barai, Elohim itashavit arez, that's enough for me. If you believe, you believe. I don't, I don't even need the rest of it. But Hashem said, okay, let me give a little more. What happened with Cain and Hevel? Okay, we know, we all know, they both brought a, a, a gift like to Hashem, uh, some kind of a minha, and Hevel brought... Uh, uh, from the best, bechorot sono mehelbein. From the best. Uh, on the other hand, Cain was different. He didn't bring from that. 
So what happened? Hashem accepted uh, the korban of heaven, and not and the kain didn't, didn't like it so much. Then it says, "Vayomer Hashem el kain." So Hashem said to kain, "Lama haralach? Why are you so annoyed with this? Why are you so disturbed with this? Why? What's going on? What do, what do you mean?" What do you mean? Why was he annoyed? Why was he disturbed with that? Well, of course, because Hashem didn't accept his uh, his korban. So what's the idea? What's the idea beyond that? To understand that, I heard once a parable, and this had to do, I believe, with the uh, the the uh, Rabbi Rav Soloveitchik, the 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 uh, the, the and there's this uh, shohet that came to him. And he made shechita of a of a cow. You have to remember in those days when they made shechita, and there was something terrifying the behema. It's a loss. It's a, it's, it's a loss. So it's pure loss. Nowadays, okay, it doesn't go okay, fine. So you get, sell it to the goyim, and that's fine, you know. What? Okay. Maybe I reduce price, but at least you get something out of it. In those days, it's a complete loss. So he had something that was wrong, and he asked him, what is it? So he told him, terefa. Okay. So you're talking about maybe the equivalent of what, $3,000, something like that? Terefa. Okay, he accepted that. A couple of months later, that same shohat, he had a case with somebody else. It involved a small amount, perhaps $500, something equivalent to $500. And they came, and then the, uh, the, the, the Rav Soloveitchik, he, uh, he gave, uh, the, the, he, he was mezakeh, the other guy, not the shohat. In other words, he heard both you know, people, what they have to say, the ta'anotable people, and he said, no, the other guy was uh, was Zakai and the Shohid was Hayab. He got so mad. And he got up and screaming and insulting. You know, like there was no tomorrow. So, okay, fine, he left. So they asked the Rav, what's happening? He was here a few months ago. He lost the equivalent $4,000. Didn't bother him. All of a sudden now, $500 bothering him. He was screaming. He said to him, so you have to understand one thing. This is psychology of the people. When he lost the $4,000 of the cow, he lost it himself. That's it. It's between him and Hashem. He lost it. Here, what's bothering him is not the fact that he lost the 500. It's the fact that the other guy won. He won the case. That's what's bothering him. That's why. Ah, so this is what Hashem is asking um, uh, Kain. I want to know what's the real reason here why you're annoyed. Is it because I just rejected your, uh, uh, your your gift, or you're annoyed because you're jealous of the other guy, Hevel, your brother, I accepted, and you, you didn't. That's the idea. 
the jealousy involved there, the strength of the jealousy, which was so strong that he went ahead and killed him. This is Rabotai. When we talk about so many different midot that we're going to see the midah of great chesed, for example, which Abraham Avinu was in Parashat Lech Lecha, and also Rivka Imenu, the chesed that she was doing with Eliezer. We see so many different good midot. That's what the aim, the objective of the Torah is. And that's what we have to follow. And if you ask yourself why Hashem did not to speed up the coming, the coming of our Mashiach Sitkenu, Amen Kirinasan. Uh, I just want to remind you that this great station here, which has so many Shia Torah, so many rabbis coming, speaking of the Musa, the Reit Orerut, and religious music, if you can help, please do so. And if you have any Simha coming up, try to contact SLC, you will see, and try to visit our beautiful social hall. I'm sure we can accommodate you. Shavuatov.